And three, two, one, action. Hello. Well, you start. <laughs> wow. No, you start. Hello. Man, you yeah. are a master. A master podcast introer. Mm. Some people have said that. I We've got real standing energy today. Thanks, Justin. Thank you. Yeah. Take a bow, Mike. I'm standing. Uh, standing ovation. <laughs> I can't do that. Too far. For, uh, too far. for an too audio far. medium, like some podcasts are, that is... Uh... I, people will know we're standing. <laughs> yeah, you could people hear Justin's know. belly button because that's where the microphone was. Hey, welcome to the weekday. This, cavernous. This is episode 86. Uh, I, and I know that because I have it pulled up on my laptop. Um, we are standing today. So if you... If it sounds a little off or if it sounds a little frightening around here, uh, there's a lot of cool <laughs> visual stuff we can do with all of this. Like I can do my elevator. Like, yeah. Yep. No, that's definitely the stuff people who listen to this want to know. They, they feel that. Yep. Boo. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. So if you're listening, I just did my elevator gag that I'm so well known for. Yep. Um, it's because I'm good at squats. Uh, no, uh, it's raining out uh, here in the Tampa Bay area and... It's supposed to rain all day. I don't know if you knew that. It is literally supposed to rain all day. Yes. Yeah. Cool. I'm it, happy. It ha I, have that, I have that real sort of tired thing going on. So I figured like, hey, let's stand for this episode and see what kind of energy. And I'll, already it feels a little chaotic. <clears throat> uh, it feels like we chose violence with the podcast today <laughs> instead, of, <laughs> instead of, you know, instead humanity. Uh, yeah. So a couple of things before we get moving forward. We're going to do uh, a new segment. New segment. Yeah. It's going to be called Listener Feedback. It's, uh, it's called uh, mailbag. Oh, mail time. <laughs> mail time. Are we going to get copywritten for that one? No, I don't think so. Because that's the Blue's Clues thing, right? No, we, now, now we might. Bob's <laughs> Clues. Uh, so on our last episode, episode 85, uh, alternate title was Mike Cosper Hates Megachurches. Uh, we talked about the fact that Hillsong was bad. You spelled Mike Cosper's name wrong. No, it's not. K-O-S-P-E-R. No, it's C-O-S. Keep going. No, K looks like C. <laughs> okay. Uh, with a with a handle. Yep. Um, so we had a number of uh, comments. Thank you for those comments. Please yeah, keep those this coming. Is, this is in an effort to get gain more comments right. on our next. You see what I'm doing? You no, see? I, I, I like it. It's the engagement train. Yeah. All aboard the engagement train. <laughs> That's what we call it. We call it the um, there, there were a couple of things. So a different vibe at a different vibe commented uh, because the name of the or the title of the episode was "Is Hill Song Bad?" Question mark. And he, they said, "Yes, it's bad." Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. I yeah, appreciate right. that. Uh, Chris Love sixty one seventy one talked about Jesus going outside the church and how the fact that real ministry happening outside the church is it happens outside the church instead of inside of the church period jesus came for those who are lost he said he had he'd abandoned the 99 to go after the one so why are churches preachy inside of a place where lost people won't step foot into go sit at a bar go sit with a homeless person that's real jesus living your thoughts uh sure also we the the, the life of the both ends is yeah strong. is where that happens yeah so. i mean i agree i agree with the 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 um premise that part of being evangelical is is going to people mm -hmm. i definitely agree with that but i also agree that J jesus told peter hey upon this rock i'm gonna build this church well and like what is a church a church is not just a worship service a church is also right. doing that that kind of right. stuff but like there that Ed, that's not to devalue what happens inside of a church building um i think that we're undervaluing what has happened out what happens outside the walls of the church building so i don't disagree but I also don't agree 100%. Cool. There's yeah. a, that's a living, in, living in the tension there. That's the both um, end. 
LEDC character performer 978. Thanks for your comment, by the way. Uh, I know we had another one. It was sort of rejected or something. I don't know. There was a filter process. Uh, but you said you like when churches speak out on the issues. That's us. We speak out on the issues. That's, that's what I'm known for, you know? Speaking out on the issues? Issues yeah. speaker. Where are you on women voting? <laughs> suffrage. I would say I'm for it. You're for women's <laughs> suffrage? Yep. I don't know. I played Red Dead Redemption 2, and there was women's suffrage in there. <laughs> uh, I am also for it. So, no, thank you. We're not making fun. Seriously, thank you for your comment there. It's, it's pretty awesome. And then the last one from Brent Petty, 4223. Just a suggestion. I know the long format opening might be okay for radio, but it took 11 minutes before you addressed the topic. And they're not wrong. I would say it would be really <laughs> funny if we just went, all right, news ASAP. <laughs> That's a great segue. Uh, that is a segue. And, he, and they also said, by the way, awesome tile backdrop. Did you get it from the tile shop? I used to work there and we sold that 3D tile. I actually don't know where we got it from. The tile shop. On the internet. I, what do they sell at the tile shop? Toilets. <laughs> right? Yeah. Go to the toilet store. Uh-huh. Uh, we are going to get into our topic in just a second here. Uh, but thanks, everybody, for commenting. Keep throwing your comments in, and we will read them in a non-snarky format next time as yeah. well. And this is how we'll address them. Because yeah. I thought about like writing back to all these people. I was like, you know what? Let's just talk about it. Yeah, let's just talk about it. Also, Brad, uh, the Brad Guitar Miller. Brad-Guitar-Miller. You've got a sweet middle name. Your middle name is Guitar. Yeah. That's fantastic. You know what's crazy is he plays guitar, too. No. I feel like I feel like if your middle name is guitar, you got to play guitar. He also builds guitars. You know what? My middle name is Alan, and so you know sometimes it's just wrenches. Alan around. Yeah, or you just yeah. build wrenches. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Alan wrenches. Uh-huh. Uh, you just take pieces of metal and is bend it, them into L's. It's Alan, it, is it Ellen Wrench? Alan. 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 <laughs> Those are my Michigans coming out there. Alan. Alan. Crayon. Alan. Go to the crick and get up off the roof. <laughs> uh, Tad. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was really yeah, good. Uh-huh. Tad. Yeah, Tad. Yeah. Uh, that's Todd for those that are uh, not, <laughs> not from around there. Yep. Hey, uh, we are going to be back in just a second. But before we do that, Justin, what's your middle name? Ooh, do I give my real? What, Tyler. What, no, Justin um, Tyler? I kind of wish your middle name was Justin. Justin, Justin. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it could be. Let's I mean, do that. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna edit JJD. the. I'm gonna edit the. Go back to your face in three, yeah. two, one. My middle name is <laughs> Justin. Justin Deal. Justin, hey, Justin, uh, yeah, JJD. Just in case yeah. we uh, f- drop you after the break, we'll, we'll be right back. I'm trying to turn it. It didn't work. Thanks for joining us here on the weekday today. And if you're interested in anything that we're doing with our global online community here at Bay Hope Church, head over to bayhope.com, type in digital into the search box and join any one of our communities, either on Facebook, on Discord, or on any one of our social media platforms. We can't wait to engage with you and hang out with you. We are going to roast some churches today. Is that? That's our topic. Let's roast churches. How do you feel about that? Love it. Today on Nightline, uh, did, I don't feel like they don't stand on Nightline. Actually, you know what? Bill Hader, <clears throat> one of the funniest dudes in the world, watching him go through his repertoire of Nightline voices yeah. is some Keith, of the funniest Keith Morrison, thing. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Keith Morrison, and then there's a bunch of other guys in there, like old guys. Anyway, uh, there's a an app called TikTok that you can look these things okay. up on. Uh, it's very good. Good hey, to know. Uh, we good are to today, know. we're going to talk about something a little serious. Um and it's going to involve churches and it's going to involve church growth. Uh, so 
let me give a little bit of preamble here. We have been, so Mike is taking over as our interim creative director. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Interim executive director. That's right. Yeah. Get that, get the long title correct. Is that, is that the actual full title? What's your business card say? I have no idea. You don't have a business I card? I don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're very proud of him. Uh, we love it. But, but he gave us this book by Seth Godin uh, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. a brilliant author, also Christian, right? I don't think so. No? But I don't know. He's been in the business world forever. He's been interviewed by Carrie Newoff and a whole bunch of other yeah. people. And where this kind of sparked my head was this book is mainly about business. It's mainly about being bought in as a team and growing a team and really uh, influencing people, not because of producing widgets and not for what is it, industrial sake, right. mm -hmm. but more for significance's right. sake, more for personal sake and that actually got me thinking a lot about the church not necessarily about bay hope church although bay hope church in general but about church growth in general and how when you say the word growth it engenders this idea of everything has to go up and to the right it engenders this idea of everything has to be uh growing for your shareholders you have to keep producing one percent and two percent revenue year sure. over year month over month or else you're failing and uh, so that actually happened at the same time as Apple had their WWDC uh, conference a couple weeks ago, their Worldwide Developers Conference, which I love. I, I'm, a, I'm an Apple fanboy, like unabashed Apple fanboy. And I love watching the WWDC thing. And they introduced the Apple Vision Pro, which is their brand new groundbreaking AR VR headset. And out of all of the reviewers and some of the big things coming out of that, obviously everybody's blown away. It's Apple. It's going to be, and it's going to be great. It's going to be mad expensive and nobody's going to be able to afford it, but it's going to be great. And it's going to, well, you're not going to be able to afford I'm it. I'm not going to be able to afford it. <laughs> some people will, some people will, and I'm going to envy them. Yeah. And then um, I'm going to feel bad about it. But I, I was listening to a bunch of podcasts and a bunch of reviews and things kind of surrounding that. And one of the things that kept coming up was this is a brilliant move for Apple to release this in 2024, mid 2024. And they started kind of spinning why that was. So their profits and their sales are up already this year. And we'll be, they'll continue to be up because the iPhone is like the biggest thing in the world and all of their services revenue and all of their movies and everything is up and to the right. But next year, they don't necessarily have a full slate of new chips, new computers. And so the Apple Vision Pro, even though it might not sell and might not produce revenue, what it is going to, going to produce is uh, goodwill mm -hmm. for shareholders. And this is going to allow shareholders to even see a 1% revenue growth as Okay, this is good. Like well, we're doing something. they're bringing something to market that nobody else really has. Right, and, and it and it could be a flop, mm -hmm. and it could let lose the money. Now, granted, they're a what one trillion dollar company, so like losing a couple of billion dollars, they're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not I'm not super worried about them. But bringing that back to the church world, I've been thinking a lot in terms of up and to the right, in terms of sales numbers, in terms of revenue, and part of my problem when we start to think about how to grow a church is that. I have ingrained inside of me that everything needs to be up and to the right. Mm -hmm. And that's not how the church is. And so I kind of want to open up a discussion <clears throat> about what does healthy church growth actually look like? 
A and B, what are we doing about that here at Bay Hope Church? Like, what are we doing to buck the trend? What are we doing to also grab onto the trend? And also, this is in light of the Hillsong thing, where Hillsong, it seems like, was just franchising churches. Because that's essentially what it was. It was just sending church franchises off into the world and saying, okay, bring back money to the mothership. Don't bring back any controversy, but just bring money and popularity. So, Mike, like, first, first things first, what does healthy church growth look like to you? Oh, a really small question, really easy question to answer. Less than 10 words. Mm -mm. Dead air is great. (laughs) I'm a big fan. Where's our waiter? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Check, please. (laughs) Um, So I think that church growth looks like more people. And I think church growth looks like more people growing and I think it looks like um, a lot of the things that we think it looks like but how, how do you so, so hold on it's like like Occam's razor a little bit where it's like the clearest explanation is usually like the right explanation right however it is no secret that especially historically speaking religious institutions that exist to grow for growth's sake, to gain power, to gain influence, it does not end well. Yeah. And um, and so I think that there is a very, like, church growth is growing a church. So, I mean, it, it's people, it's money, it's impact, it's influence. But if you exist to have those things be the things that you exist for, then that is what becomes the issue. Um, And so, you know, I think that it's funny that we're talking about this topic. Like I created a podcast uh, based on this specifically, Um, this idea of healthy church growth. And like, we never really were able to fully define it because in my head I was thinking, because the person who I started it with, um, I kind of started it to be like sort of this creative slash it was like a mentoring thing wasn't it yeah you know but then it, it's really hard for like the creative wing of the church to actually be the driving growth of the church why um because we are a lot of what we do is in response to what else is happening within the church um i also think this is just me i'm just shotgunning um you're shotgunning, huh? Shotgunning <laughs> church growth, baby. <laughs> Woo! Party no, time! I am. Uh, I'm just sort of <laughs> shooting out. Um, yeah. Uh, good gracious. <laughs> we got some real standing energy yeah, today, we boys do. and we, girls. You do for sure. Man, you almost um, went sitting on that one. Yeah. <laughs> ah. So i i also I also think that like, um, you know church growth can be a really, really slippery slope when you are expanding. Like, what's the difference between building the kingdom and building an empire? What? What's the difference between? <laughs> it's not my part goodness, of my standard routine. I am routine. so sorry It's here. not part of my standard you got a, routine. Your tight 10 does not include healthy church growth, huh? No. Not yet. It keep, will. Keep it going. Will. I'm so sorry. But like, for real, I think that's, that might be the, if you're building a church because you want to build an empire, if you want to colonize, you know, de- your city, your community, whatever, for the name of Jesus, I don't think that that's the right way to do it. Um, 
how how do you do that how do you you know how do you draw that line of like proper healthy growth or just like growth in general i don't know i don't know so okay um i so i i remember seeing something that um carrie newoff had written about and oh there it was do all healthy things grow and one of the things that he was positing was that um the idea that goodness i'm i'm gonna lose the whole thing it's fine i don't i feel like you are you are like i'm all over the place today because i have like i have four competing thoughts about this one of them being church growth is a tough thing to measure so you were you're talking about the Occam's razor idea it isn't it isn't well but like what is what is how do you measure because because we live in western culture and Western culture says that we need to measure certain things. That's where that in that Seth Godin book, uh -huh. it talks about yep. the industrial industrial right. complex, and we are in late stage capitalism. We are one of your favorite terms, <laughs> and late stage capitalism says yep. that there has to be not even incremental growth, but explosive growth yeah. to show. Yeah, year over year, year over year growth mm -hmm. has to be above a certain amount. Right. But what does that mean in the church world? And so that's that's the first thing. The second thing is when you start talking about the idea of healthy growth. Okay, where does that start in a church? Does that start with the lead pastor? Does that start with the discipleship team? Does that start with the small group team? You know, we're not producing widgets. We're not producing watches and phones and computers. We're producing, what? What are we producing? Mm -hmm. Like, so, I mean, disciples, but like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and I do another podcast with, um, well, I do a bunch of podcasts, but one of the podcasts I do is called We Get It. The Hybrid Dis the Hybrid Disciple. Check us out uh, on Instagram at Hybrid Disciple. Um, but we talk about this idea of meeting digital and physical in discipleship and how to go back and forth, how to translate between digital and physical and physical to digital. And one of the things that we keep coming back to in the podcast is how do you actually measure discipleship? Mm -hmm. Because that's the only way to help make sure that people are on track. And I think a lot of the times to measure discipleship, it's not in incremental day and week and month things. It's like a, it is a year, years long, sure. decades long process of decisions and marriages and relationships and, you know, focuses and how you spend your money over a certain period of time. And like, how do you measure that when you have, let's say, a church council or a church board of elders that's saying like, "Yeah, well, I don't know if the lead pastor is succeeding. Mm -hmm. So how does that strike you as the author of the Healthy Church Growth Podcast? <laughs> I mean, I think that, again, how many baptisms have you had? How many, like, do you have a way for people to, like, move down some sort of path? You know, do you have a way for people to connect? Like those are, I don't think those are bad things to measure. I'm know? not saying it's bad things to measure, but I, what I am saying is that it's tough to figure out where you are in a process because mm -hmm. I, like I'm struggling how to actually like put this into words. Maybe that's part of my chaoticism today. But there's there's this broad broad swath of church knowledge that both you and I have, right? We we know a lot of things about church. We know uh, so much. We know we know the most. <laughs> we know the most things about church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry to everybody watching yeah. this. No. Uh, but but part of what that actually means is that 
you, you have to distill that for the people that don't know necessarily as much as our two amazing intellects know. Of course. And when we then step into leadership, don't laugh over there. Uh, when we, <laughs> I can't even hold that straight face. <laughs> when, when we start to step into leadership, we have to be able to direct people and guide people and, and strategize and, 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 you know, cast vision and all that. And like, I don't necessarily know how to do that when people are also saying like, hey, to succeed in the church world, you need to continue to grow. Yeah. So like, like let's take, let's take multi-site, for example. Mm -hmm. Like, do you multi-site a church or do you grow what you already have? Mm -hmm. Because you can't, we don't have unlimited resources and you can't necessarily do both things. We're not Apple. We, you know, we can't just throw $2 billion at a headset. Why can't you do both? because we don't have the resources to do that. If we had unlimited resources, we'd hire more staff and then start just spitting multi-sites everywhere. But we, we don't have that. You, you made a comment yesterday during our pre-production where you said mm -hmm. that uh, if you have, what was the, the have something healthy and move it thing? Like what was that all about? Yeah, well just like the, uh, to create. That was a Tony Morgan thing, right? I mean, yeah, probably. Um, you know, the, to, to grow something and then to uproot it and then replant it somewhere else to start to, you know, replicate and duplicate is like a really good strategy when you're looking at a church. You don't want to plant something, you know, like um, like a fruit tree creates good fruit um, and then that fruit carries seeds within it. So to see fruit come from this tree means that the tree is healthy to gain a way for it to replicate and duplicate it comes from a healthy source. So the best way to create something else is to, to take it from a healthy source. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so that was sort of my, my thing. Like, yeah, you can plant something somewhere, but like if you already have like a fertile ground for it to grow in, it's far easier um, to like plant something there. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, my question back to that would be what what about the church that doesn't have unlimited resources to do that like what do you do well but like what's the point of replicating something you know like that this is this is kind of what i think i'm i'm trying to get at is are you in it to grow the kingdom or are you in it to build an empire and so like right. if you are a church of 200 people your definition of growth looks similar, but also looks different right. than like what our definition of growth is as well. Um, I think that a lot of what you're talking about is, um, you know, we're trying to systematize discipleship, which is like a real problem and is a problem that people have been trying to figure out for centuries. You know, this is not a new issue for us uh, because it like Jesus had 12 people he really poured into. And then of those 12 people, he had three people he really poured into. And then of those three people, he had like one dude he really poured into. Um, and so like, if he's sort of like a model for how we're supposed to do things, which like I would say he is. Most of the time, um, yeah. He didn't, he had a large following, but also he had a very small group of people that like he was discipling essentially. Um, and By the way, I, I just said most of the time there, I mean all the time. That was a joke. <laughs> that was a look, look at me in my eyes. Mm -hmm. That was a joke. Keep going. So um, I think that like therein lies a lot of the problem is when we, ex when we expand, attacked by clowns. <laughs> <laughs> when we expand beyond 
what maybe like we are capable of doing for growth sake, as opposed to like what actual discipleship looks like, um, you know, we're going to run into a lot of issues. And like, again, trying to circle back to like the Hillsong thing, you know, it's crazy to me that I grew up thinking, you know, Hillsong was this like tour de force and like it was to a certain extent, but like Hillsong has not been around for very long. 30 years, right? Yeah. And in the grand scheme of things, it has not been around for very long and had this like really just that kind of impact and influence on the global historical church. Um, and like they got a little too big for their britches and a lot too big. And, and instead of trying to, and I mean, you can argue from the beginning, what were they trying to do to begin with? But, um, what ultimately brought them down was them trying to uphold a brand in their empire rather than growing the kingdom in the church. So that would be, and like, I I am, even though, and we've said this a, a bunch of times, you know, like I am employed by essentially a mega church my wife my sister my brother uh my best friend my best friend's wife you know like we are all employed essentially by a mega church and like i am consistently trying to uh figure out if this is the best way for us to be doing church even though like i understand the conflict of interest so um like i'm the first one or I'm one of the first ones to, to like really want to engage with this idea of like, does this model look like what a healthy church and healthy church growth should look like when you place growth as your primary objective, you can grow a church really, really fast. Um, but you know, looking at nature again, weeds grow a lot faster than, fruit trees do or you know something that produces something of value um weeds grow really fast yeah and so again if you're only looking at growth then we should just plant gardens full of weeds well i feel like that's where it's also kind of um like difficult to just like almost like this fog kind of surrounding it because i feel like there's a lot of churches that start off i would i mean i would even argue pretty much all churches probably start off with great intentions sure um sure like they they just really want to you know build the kingdom yeah and make disciples and bring people to christ um but then i feel like what's really difficult about that is that i feel like probably a lot of churches ended up end up um just failing because it's difficult to probably like get away from this mindset of okay um like andy like you were talking about we need resources in order to do this Mm -hmm. how can we do this better how can we make more disciples which is a good goal right but then it's like how do you make more disciples well we need more resources now how do we get more resources and when that becomes the goal rather than the disciple making part of it bringing people to christ yeah then that's where um i feel like churches really start to um, run into trouble. Well, and start to make concessions on different things. You know, Carrie Newhoff is starting this new podcast. Um, 
since we're talking since we have t- brought him up sort of too but um starting this new series on his podcast about integrity and character mm-hmm. and the more an organization you lead grows the more character you actually have to have um it's almost like this Oof, that's close this um it, it like a square law or something you know yeah. like if your organization grows double you essentially have to work on your character four times four times as much yep. um and so, you know obviously that's I'm just I'm making an analogy here. I don't I don't know how how you work on your character four times as much as if your if your organization doubles or whatever. But um, that has to be the primary thing that you focus on, rather than like okay, well we can do this this and this to increase our resource margin. I also think that um, you know looking at the Bible, how many times do we see leaders as they grow in authority and influence? fail time and time and time and time again. Um, David, when he was at the height of his power, failed so miserably and so hard. And really the nation of Israel never really, I mean, you could argue it was ill-fated from the beginning, um, but they never really recovered from that. It was just the top of a very long downward spiral. Um, And so I, I think in some ways we as humans are, we're never meant to like have growth exceed potential yeah or not even potential but but cap right you know like i think we are our our ability is capped for a reason Mm -hmm. you know like we are not especially from like a religious faith-based institution i am not supposed to run a worldwide you know like gigantic organization because like if I am an image bearer of God, God has partnered with me as a co-laborer to tend his garden. And, but he's also given that to you and he's also given that to Justin and to Austin, to all of us. So like, I think there are organization or organizational structure and to have organizations is a good thing. Um, but like so many people are also called to do the same thing. Uh, and like, you know, back to, you guys have mentioned resources. Like we serve a God of unlimited resources. Resources are not the issue. They might be an issue for our specific organization, but that doesn't mean someone else does not have the ability to tap into those resources. Mm -hmm. Um, and that might be one of the reasons why we do find a cap or we do find a limit that we're not supposed to necessarily push past. We're supposed to empower other people to, you know, really leverage those resources to build, you know, some sort of organization, some sort of community to tend their own gardens as well. We all tend the same garden together. You know, it's one big happy family. Yeah. It's the same thing. Lifting weights. Like if you max out, whatever you, if you max out your squat, like, Okay, cool. You can't go any further without breaking something, but you right. have to strengthen every other muscle around the squat muscles, essentially, to then bl- break that plateau. And where I keep landing with us, so like Bay Hope is in an interested. I'm doing a terrible job of of, of explaining uh, why this has been in my heart so much. Bay Hope is a, in a very interesting position right now. We are we're coming out of riot. I feel like we're we've been riding a wave for six months mm-hmm. really since the beginning of the year the beginning of the year there has been a noticeable increase in not only attendance i don't know budget wise i don't really i don't really care about that stuff. i mean attendance wise we are up like 30 percent over what we were last year, year. over year mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> love it but and that's not like online numbers are holding steady and growing and like we we're not losing people online which means that people are just showing up mm-hmm. and then also you know the people 
there's a cool interplay there. Uh, Riot was 50% larger than it was last year. Right, and there was a there was a better energy coming out of that. Mm-hmm. We have VBS next week, which there's a ton of kids signed up for that. Ton of 400. Adult, yeah, like that's more than last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember. Last year was around 300, right? I, I don't. I have no idea. Yeah, so we're up. Let's say 20. We'll have over 500 people on campus for VBS, which next, is which yeah. is nuts, right? So then we then we roll out of that into the fall, and the fall is typically church launch season. So ideally that wave is going to propel us into the future. I don't want us to sit on our, to rest on our laurels. I want us to push as a church. Like mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot there that we, that we can push on, namely discipleship, namely how do we get people into groups, namely, and the, the, you know, the idea of multi-site comes up, the idea of, okay, what do we do about all sorts of other like things around? Do we have to institute new programs? Like all that other stuff. And that's the stuff that, that I start to get into because in business mode, Right. You just open up another factory line mm-hmm. and then produce another product. Yep. We can't do that. Right. We can't just produce another product because mm-hmm. we have one product and that's right. the product product of Matthew twenty eight, go and make disciples of all nations. So we have to we have to open up a new avenue for that. But like what does our new avenue look like? Mm-hmm how do we continue to recruit volunteers to then grow the thing to yep. then continue? You know, so that's, that's why I'm asking this sure. question right now. I mean, I think just, I mean, you, you kind of mentioned working out as well. I've mentioned like the garden analogies and all that kind of stuff. I think for growth to be healthy in a church, it probably takes a little bit longer than we want to give it credit for. Um, and I think that a lot of it has to do with things that people don't see. Um, you know, like uh, Riot's a great example. So Riot was 50% larger than it was last year. We, like I've, I've made the analogy that it was Sunday night started with like a boulder on top of a mountain mm-hmm. and we pushed that boulder down the mountain and it just gained steam as the week went on where sometimes it feels like the week of we do Riot is like pushing a boulder uphill. Yeah. Um, and then there's a crest Wednesday or Thursday night. But I say all that to elaborate on that... Um, on that analogy where like, how did that boulder get there from the beginning? And what happened was six to eight months ago, uh, people in the student ministry and the ministries world started talking about it, started having meetings, started, um, ideating, started putting plans in place, you know, to really make something happen so that by the time we got to when riot started, we got to experience, uh, the fruit of their labors essentially, but it took time. It took effort. Um, it took a lot of people being involved in on it. And so, you know, like we can all say and all feel like, oh, wow, it was so amazing this year, which it was, uh, wow, it was so much bigger than last year. Like there were ways that that happened, Mm -hmm. you know, like there were people behind the scenes working tirelessly to make that happen, to put a goal in front of their face and said, we're going to make this happen for not so that we can say like, wow, Riot was so much bigger, Riot was so much better, but because 45 people said yes to Jesus and 40 people got baptized, like those are really great, like indicators that something is growing, that something is going well. Um, right. That's the there cap- are continuing indicators that like you want to continue on. So like, this is the both and thing that I think that we're talking about is like, there are, is, 
the visual aspect of healthy of healthy church growth only baptisms and salvations. No, right. and that's where a lot of churches stop because they got pictures of it and they got video of it, and we can post it on our social media and look at how great we are. You know, no, it's the continued on, and so how do you continue to define, um, you know, wins for your organization, for your team, for your church? Um, that like, it should, this life that we live and that we have chosen to live is a continual one. It's, it's a process. It's a journey. Uh, it's the process of sanctification, Mm -hmm. you know, like it doesn't start or it doesn't just start and then end. It is a lifelong opportunity for us to grow closer to Jesus. Yeah. It's the, the KPI is not the end. The key key performance indicator Uh of the baptism. And, And that's, that's where I keep pushing up against is, is I don't, I don't want us to just stop at the baptism salvation you know whatever i don't want to stop at at a a nickels and noses mentality Mm -hmm. because we've lost everything at that point but but we shouldn't throw those out i'm not saying throw them out i'm just saying like i i I want us but like i think that's the problem is that so many churches are pushing back like that one comment who i'm I'm grateful that they they put in that comment right that they had a really bad experience in church shouldn't the church be outside the walls go to a bar go go meet some people go be jesus i totally agree with that yeah but like i also think you need you need an a community of people gathered, worshiping and being encouraged and meeting people and all that kind of stuff for you to then do that stuff more effectively. How did that person learn to do that? You know, like how does that person know that you should go and leave the walls of, of the church and go to a bar and go be Jesus with skin on or whatever? You know, like all of these things have value. Um, and where I think the problem is, is that because we see large churches and all the money they have and all the financial impropriety and all of the harassment and abuse and all that kind of stuff that we just need to throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's like, no, no, we just need to continue on in this journey, um, and continue to focus in on the process of sanctification, try and pull out those KPIs wherever we can see them so that we can know, are we winning? Are we not winning? How do we, how do we evaluate where we, where we are? Because like in general, we want to create more disciples that create more disciples. Right. Perfect. I think that's a great way to start to turn turn the ship here, uh, Justin. Before we end up, you said seven words this whole time, and we apologize because we've been <laughs> sort of bloviating and being just a parade of gas bags over here. Uh, anything anything to add to the discussion? Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say. Um for what Mike was saying at the very end there. Um, I completely agree with that because, um, I mean, like you said, for one, um, where did you learn how to do all of that? You know, um, go out and, you know, talk to people and meet people like that um, and be able to make disciples. Like, um, you know, there there needs, you know, there's, there's a place where we, we learn to do that. But then also not only that but we need we constantly need to be poured into as well and we need to we need to have these communities that we're um worshiping with and being with because i mean otherwise um if all we're doing is going out and um meeting people where they are which is amazing if that's all we're doing um it would become easier and easier for us to start to gradually you know, become like the world yeah. um, without, you know, refreshing and being poured into right. again. Yeah. It's, um, it's wide. With, it's being wide without the depth mm-hmm. and, uh, and then vice versa. It's being deep without the width. Yeah. And so like, 
God has called us to do both. Yeah. And you can spread yourself too thin. Mm. Um, and you know what? This Sorry, Justin, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But no. some, sometimes when we get too focused on the outside aspects of it, uh, we end up becoming the same type of person who only goes to a church service. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it it ends up being the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry, keep going. Oh no, I mean that that was pretty much that was pretty much it. Um, what I was going to say, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that's I, I feel like that's the perfect example of why we do constantly need this refreshing because our human nature doesn't want to um, be like Jesus. Our human nature wants to be like the world. Hmm. So without getting that refreshing, um, how are we going to become more like him? Sure. So one thing I did notice uh, is that you're taller than me. No, no, no. It's okay. Be taller than me. Uh, my children are. Getting, <laughs> There's nothing I can do. My children are going to be taller than me. Grace is 16, going to be 17 in three weeks. She's almost as tall as I am. Carter is 14. And he's almost as tall as I am. Austin dwarfs me. Yeah. He's, he's uh, guy. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm living in a land of tall people. You are. All the time. Yeah. And that stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Comment below if you're short. And then maybe I can start an alliance. The short, the SPA. Short People's Alliance. Yep. Okay. Or dot org. I mean, my wife is short, so who she you know? She can join the alliance. Who you know? I do. My wife is short, shorter than me. She's not as short as your wife, yeah. who you know. <laughs> I do. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks so much for joining this very rambly episode. No, uh, put comments. Let us know what you think church growth looks like. I really would love to read your comments next time, honestly. Yeah. I really would. I, w- I want, if you've made it this far, congratulations. But uh, I really would love to read your comments live on the air and react to them and then maybe be less snarky. Are you dancing? You have to go to the bathroom? I don't know. I just, I think Coffee. we're standing. Maybe we won't stand next episode. I don't know. I kind of like it. <laughs> I mean, I'm for it. Justin, I how do you feel about like it? it? I like it. I like, like it. it. It's a good, it's a good uh, change. I like it. Yeah. I can yeah. move like this. Back. All right. Forward. Hey, uh, we're going to go do other stuff. Thank you so much for joining this episode of the weekday. We love you. We'll Bye, see you next time. You. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the weekday here at Bay Hope Church. And if you are watching this on YouTube, do us a quick favor and like and subscribe. I know you hear this all the time, but it really does help everything that we're doing here on our YouTube channel. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, do us a quick favor and follow us on Spotify and leave an awesome review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.